Hello and welcome to Native Awakenings. Native Awakenings is an open space that allows the sharing of heritage, techniques, conversations, and meditations, all to help encourage and increase your awareness. Thank you for investing your time into becoming an awakened being, as we are all on this awakening journey. On our last episode, we talked about a word association of light. What does that word mean in modernity, in these common times? The phrase love and light is often used quite a bit, and we all might have our own definitions or interpretations of this word. If you haven't meditated on it yet, I highly encourage you to pause this podcast and take one to two minutes to contemplate what you think of when you hear the word light in reference to an energetic sense. I view light as information. As synapses in the brain light up when information or stimulus passes through them, I kind of translate this into light when we reference energy. If we think of its counterpart, shadow, I believe that to be unknown, almost like love. We don't know the capacity of love, how deeply we can, how fiercely we can. I equate that a lot to shadow. But we do know how deeply we can understand something. So in summary, I view light as information, an understanding, an illumination of a concept that we feel as though we have grasped. And conversely, when always talking about light, the option to speak on shadow arises, as I view shadow as the unknown. I guess I kind of view light as thinking and shadow as feeling. I could have my terms be completely different from yours. Mine aren't written in stone, but at this point in my life and existence, that's what I view light to be. Really curious upon you sharing your opinions, thoughts, and musings about light. Next week, I would love to hear what you think about the word empathy. We have a lot of empathic healers that attend and listen to this podcast, and I'm really interested in what your definition and everyone else's definition of empath or empathetic means to you. Today's podcast is going to be describing the beautiful practice of creating sacred space. Often we hear the term, this is a safe space, you can feel safe here, and some of us may have heard the term, I'm creating a sacred space to do a ceremony or a ritual of sorts. If you're interested in this, what is a sacred space? How do we create one? And what do we do when we are into one? Thankfully, I'll go over all of these. First, what is a sacred space? A sacred space is an intentional space that is used for work that can not only be seen and felt on this level, but on many levels. It's intentionally coming to a space 
with the intention of practicing an energetic, a loving, or a dedication-based work slash play. Just like when we go to the dentist, that is a dedicated space for fixing and repairing and mending and molding. Same goes for our sacred space. It's a space that we're using primarily to do some sort of psychic, energetic, or spiritual work. How do we go about creating one? There are a couple of different really beautiful indigenous techniques that I love to utilize in creating a sacred space. One of the first one involves drawing an imaginary circle around your feet as you are standing. And as you do so, this bubble, this circle that you draw, expands enough so that it can contain and kind of charge the energetic work that you are doing. That's another benefit of a sacred space, is that since we put that intention of the very essence of earth or structure, whatever substance we happen to be standing on, since we set that intention, it acts as a conduit, a charger, a transformer, if you will, of energy. When we do magic or spiritual work without setting this up, this doesn't mean that it will be less effective or that we're doing it wrong, but doing magic, energy work, spiritual work in a sacred space tends to charge not only what you're doing, but the substance and the materials also that you are standing on, drawing in universal consciousness to help in whatever magical ritual you are planning. So as we mentioned, how do we make a sacred space? The first option is drawing that circle around your feet and imagining a bubble expand from that space. The other option is drawing a circle in the air. This will begins with our all of our hands joined together with our index fingers pointing straight up. Almost like your, uh, it's funny because the visual image for this practice is almost the antithesis to this practice, but almost like you're holding a gun, but both of your hands are the gun and your thumb is pointing upwards. However, your thumb is going to glue to your index finger. So thumbs touching, the fingers are intertwined, and the index fingers are straight up. If you point that up at Father Sky, Ahaikioni, then out to north and west, then down south, down towards your feet, that is creating a circle. So those are two techniques that you can utilize in creating a circle. So we've talked about what is a sacred circle and how to create one, but how about what do we do when we are actually in one? What type of magic? What type of ritual? Thankfully, that is 100% up to you. By you creating the sacred space, you've come with an intention, use it. A lot of times the areas that we're in may not be our own. It's very easy to do spiritual work at our altar or at a place that we've dedicated to the work. However, if we're in public, maybe even on public transportation, and we want to bring that essence of 
our home altar or home mesa. This is a beautiful opportunity for us to bring that with us energetically. I would say that 90% of my practices are very mobile practices. And I have them so that I'm not restricted to doing the activities, the elements, the chants that I want to do just in one place, that I can really bring my spirituality, my practices everywhere. Now, there are other ways to create a circle that are not based in the indigenous lineage. And as you do your research, you'll probably have the question, well, why a circle? Why can't I create a sacred triangle? Why can't I create a sacred diamond? You can, but the circle is very significant because in the indigenous heritage, we believe circles represent the cycle of life. Within our cycle of life, there may be really great high peak moments like the initiation into adulthood, the understanding of consciousness, the connection with spirit. All of these are beautiful and they all intertwine with the natural flow of our life. Now a sacred circle is a part of that circle of life. And we can often exclude that from our everyday life in favor of, oh, I only use spiritual work in this area for this thing. By creating the circle, you almost remind yourself by setting that intention that this is a part of your life, not just your spiritual practice. That by creating this sacred circle, you are acknowledging to bring these spiritual practices into the entirety of your existence because you're repeating and you are creating a part of the cycle that Mother Earth is creating. You're moving into a space of co-creation of energy. So why a circle? Because it represents the cycle of life and you're on this cycle of life. Of course, if life feels more like a triangle to you or a diamond or a square, I encourage you to play around with those shapes and see how you feel upon casting those around you. But also, I highly encourage you to also play around with circles so that you can see the cycles of energy and so that you can see the cycle of transformation and feel it as you create these sacred circles. I don't know how many times I've said circle in this podcast, but it's been a ton. I hope you take these practices utilize them, and experience what it's like to create a space that is devotional to energy. A closing note. It's always very helpful to close the circle. So say you draw a circle around your feet and you do your ritual. Whoa, was that easy? I just had to draw a circle? Yeah. Starting with the intention first is all you need. As you continue to do this, you will begin to intuitively add more elements to the circle. Maybe for the first 20 times you cast a circle, it's a plain circle. Maybe the next 20 times, each, part, direct, each direction of the circle has a direction of the magnetic pull of the universe, north, south, east, west. Maybe the 60th time you draw a circle, each point in the circle 
has a color that is representative of a spirit guide or a totem animal that you like. Maybe the 100th time you draw a circle, it represents geometry and how geometry and nature move into harmony. Each point in the circle represents a certain geometrical shape. Picture the zodiacal wheel, perhaps. Maybe your circle is the zodiacal wheel. You can get crazy with your circle, but you can also keep it simple. Just simply drawing a circle, walking around facing every direction, returning, and then to close it, you would walk the other way. So if you start clockwise, anti-clockwise, if you're using the hands to draw a circle, you can do it clockwise and then anti-clockwise. If your hands go above your head and then out to your side and then down to draw a circle, then to close the circle, you would place your hands down, then at your side, and then up. Whatever you do to open it, you do the opposite to close it. And why? Why is it important to close the circle? Because you're completing the cycle of energy. If you leave the cycle open, it's liable to cause different energetic disruptions, I'll say, for lack of a better term, within your system. Picture what the earth is like when it's summer for a bit too long. Maybe it rains a little bit less that year, or so on and so forth. I'm not saying something negative will happen to you if you don't close your circle. I have forgotten to do so many times and just retroactively close a circle when I do remember saying, hey, I want this energetic work to be done. But it's like planting a seed. And by closing the circle, you allow the soil to cover that seed, the earth to water it, and for it to sprout. By opening that seed, and by opening that circle, you're still never really giving it the time for the universe to take over and start aiding in the energy that you create. Now, again, don't feel bad if you've only opened circles all this time and you feel like, oh, no, I've been doing it wrong. Please don't feel that way. Now you have another technique. And perhaps for you, closing circles doesn't feel necessary. For me, it's been really helpful because reminding the consciousness and re reminding the earth of the cycle that we are on really helps us get aid from our guides, Mother Earth herself, and many other various beautiful beings. Thank you so much for listening, for investing your time, and for creating a sacred circle. The spirit animating my body honors, values, appreciates, respects, and unconditionally loves the spirit animating your body. Aho matakriyasan. Inyai ayali namaste. Aho.